It seems unthinkable that the ruling political party of any country would be without a presidential candidate in the next elections. But that is exactly the predicament of PDP Laban, chaired by no less than President Rodrigo Duterte. It's unthinkable that a chief executive able to sustain such high popularity ratings and surveys would be without an official anointed one in an election that will decide his successor. It's a big loss for Duterte and not something he wanted. Welcome to another episode of Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Philippine presidency. I'm Pierre Nada, Rappler's Malacanang reporter. There are many ways to think about how this saga is unfolding. We can see it as the dynamics of one family that changed the course of the nation's political drama. Ultimately, it's Duterte's lack of rapport with his daughter Sara Duterte and her own determination to carve out a political niche all her own that led to a sort of parting of ways. If Duterte had his way, Sara would have run for president with his longtime aide Bongo as her running mate. Or if Sara didn't agree, could she at least support Go for president? Sara herself claims Duterte had sent her two letters with this political request. Some can't believe that father and daughter would correspond by letters. Can't they call each other up? But people close to the family say that's really how they are. They stay at arm's length from each other while keeping a united front in public. Some say Duterte tiptoes around Sara because she has never forgiven him for cheating on her mother, Elizabeth Zimmerman. Sarah, meanwhile, is determined to step out of her famous father's shadow and goes out of her way to do things her way. For example, the company she keeps is distinct from her father's. She has even openly criticized her father, Go and PDP Laban. The ouster of her enemy, Pantaleon Alvarez, from the House Speakership, she supposedly maneuvered without any help, even knowledge, of her father. Duterte had been told way back in January that the tandem composed of Sarah and himself would not fly with Filipino voters. Sarah had been told the same by her ally, Albay Representative Joey Salceda. Salceda claims that she had expressed a desire to run for president way back in May. But then August rolled in and Duterte did the unexpected. He accepted his party's nomination to run as their vice presidential candidate. Duterte soon claimed it's just for political leverage, to scare off political opponents. But on August 24, Duterte, who probably got wind of Sarah's openness to run for president, told cabinet members he would drop out of the VP race should his daughter run for president. It would not look good, he said, if two Dutertes run for the two highest elected posts in the land. Silence from the daughter, until early September when she made it crystal clear. She won't run for president because she and her father apparently agree that the two of them can't run at the same time. What follows is a messy public unspooling of a father waiting on the daughter. Clinging to the agreement Sarah has cited in her public remarks, Duterte decides not to run for vice president, leaving his party hanging. They field Bongo instead and Ronald De La Rosa for president, an obvious placeholder should Sarah change her mind. Then, when Sarah withdraws her mayoral bid and files her vice presidential candidacy, Duterte is as surprised as everyone else. Analysts like former Ateneo School of Government Dean Tony Lavinia 
believe the shock is genuine. That, more than anything, confirms that all of this had been an uncoordinated mess. I think there's genuine unhappiness on the part of President Duterte on the decisions that uh, his daughter, uh, Sara Duterte, made with respect to uh, running for vice president with Marcos instead of running for, for president. I, I think that that's the, the heart of it. Uh, and that he has not been uh, consulted, I don't think. Uh, I truly believe, and that is really normal for this uh, father and daughter that they didn't talk about what they were going to do. This isn't a plan. This isn't, a, you know, uh, there's no master plan around this. At Duterte's urging, a distraught and tearful Go agrees to run for president so that PDP Laban and his boss are not left hanging. But weeks later, the decision proves ill-fated. Go, who says he is not ready to run for president, decides to drop out Friday, November 30. Duterte and PDP Laban are left without a presidential candidate to support. Duterte supposedly tries his hardest to convince Go to stay the course before a meeting with governors in Malacanang. But Go, it seems, had made up his mind. Presidential advisor on political affairs Jacinto Paras heard Go explain his doubts about his presidential bid in the governor's meeting. He felt awkward on the idea of running for the presidency. Kasi, alam mo, Pia, this is nothing, ano, eh, nothing to be uh, surprised about Senator Bongo. Iba kasi yung sa senatorial, dahil marami sila. Ito kasi one-on-one and it will be a very rigorous rigorous uh, campaign. Especially na huli siya sa... He, he, he is behind the pack in the sense na huli siyang... It's easy to say all this was orchestrated, but much harder to explain why or how if so. If this was all scripted, what could have been the political benefit of the melodramatic backpedaling? The mess only confused Duterte supporters, laid bare chasms in PDP Laban, and suggested the president has less control over the political stage than might have been thought. There have even been insinuations that it's Duterte who's being played, that he's the pawn of other political actors. I wouldn't go as far as that. But I would say Duterte was out of his depth, and family matters complicated what might have once been cold calculations on his part. Duterte's soft spot is Sarah Duterte, full stop. So what now? Does Duterte lose? Is this the end of the line for him? Of course not. Duterte is an astute political animal, still the biggest in this jungle, and he's planning on survival. You could even say this simplifies matters. His support for Sarah's VP bid is a given, even if strategically he disagrees with it. But now, with Go staying put in the Senate, Duterte is free to support any presidential candidate. Duterte is now buckling down for a game he knows how to play, hedging. He knows his endorsement counts for something, In a crowded presidential race like 2022 is shaping up to be, he knows it could be a game-changer, a tie-breaker. It gives him time to keep his ace cards close to his chest, ready for the opportune moment to exact the maximum benefit for himself. While Bongo was still a presidential aspirant, Duterte lobbed verbal digs at Ferdinand Marcos Jr., the presidential aspirant leading the pack in surveys. 
With Gaul no longer Marcos's rival for the presidency, will we see a shift in Duterte's messaging? One candidate, Manila Mayor Isko Moreno, is already putting out more pro-Duterte remarks, hoping to win Duterte supporters orphaned by Sara's and Bongo's decisions not to run for president. Duterte knows he needs an ally in Malacanang to succeed him. Ito ang dilemma ko. The president that will win must be a friend of mine to whom I can work with. Only an ally can shield him from accountability for his drug war. Only an ally can keep the International Criminal Court away. Only an ally can ensure his legacy is not demonized. Duterte knows all too well the awesome powers of a president out for blood. You've been listening to Seed of Power. Once again, I'm Pirinada. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash support Rappler. That's rplr.co slash support Rappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.